This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Lens designations. What do they mean? It seems every maker of camera lenses has various designations that mean different things. Most of them have different levels of lenses and mounts as well. Today, we're going to dive into this subject and try to sort it all out so that you can make an informed decision when buying lenses for your camera body. This is the Liam Photography Podcast, episode 237. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and today is March 31st, 2022. So let's look at the larger brands first, like Canon, Nikon, Fujifilm, and Sony. But we will also look at some of the more well-known third-party makers as well, such as Viltrox, Tamron, Sigma, as well as Zeiss. Since this is a lot of data to go through, I'm going to continue this discussion on next Thursday's episode as well. So make sure you tune back in next week for part two. Okay, first up, let's talk about the first subject, which is Canon lenses. Now, during the days of DSLR, Canon developed up to four different lens types of varying quality and price point, as well as different mounts. The EF mount, which is for their DSLRs and is now slowly being replaced by their newer RF mirrorless mount. Under the EF mount, Canon offered both crop body and full frame lenses. Their crop lenses were designated with EF-S or EF-M, the later being their original EF lenses for their first crop body mirrorless cameras like the M5 and M6. Now, the EFM lens mount is one of Canon's two new systems for mirrorless cameras, the other being the RF mount for the EOS R, RP, R5, R6, R3, and so on. The M system has an 18-millimeter flange focal distance compared to 20 millimeters for RF and 44 for EF and EFS, and a 47-millimeter throat diameter compared to 54 millimeters for EF and EFS and RF. As it is designed for use with an APS-C-sized image sensor, it features the same crop factor of roughly 1.6 times as the existing EFS lens mount. The M system is somewhat limited as Canon has issued relatively few native lenses and there is a lack of native lenses with a large aperture, the exceptions being the 22F2 and the 32F1.4. In 2014, third-party manufacturers started to present their M lenses. In addition, it is possible to use Canon EF and EFS lenses made for their DSLRs with an adapter. This solution reportedly works well also with regard to the autofocus, but it takes away from the size advantage of the smaller M system, making them much more big and bulky. Suitable adapters for the EF to M or from EFS to M are made by Canon as well as third-party makers. As is common with mirrorless systems, the adapter solution is not backwards compatible with Canon's DSLR cameras. This means that you cannot put the M lenses on a non-M DSLR or on the RF bodies either. Now for the Canon EF-S lenses. The Canon EF-S lens mount is a derivative of the EF mount 
created for a subset of Canon digital single lens reflex cameras with an APS size image sensor. It was originally released in 2003, and cameras with the EF-S mount are backward compatible with the EF lenses, and as such have a flange focal distance of 44 millimeters. Now, such cameras, however, have more clearance, allowing lens elements to be closer to the sensor than in the EF mount. Only Canon cameras released after 2003 with APS-C size sensors support the EF-S mount lenses. If you try to use the S lenses on a full-frame body, you'll end up destroying the mirror assembly and possibly damaging the sensor as well. Now, the S in EFS has variously been described by Canon as coming from either small image circle or the lens projects a smaller image circle than the normal EFS lenses to match the sensor or short back focus. The smaller mirror used in APS-C cameras also allows optical elements to protrude further into the camera body, reducing the minimum distance between the sensor and the back element of the lens. Now, the combination of a small sensor and a shorter back focal length distance enhances the possibilities for wide-angle and very wide-angle lenses. Such lenses designed for the EFS mount can be made smaller, lighter, containing less glass, and faster with larger apertures and be less expensive. Now, although not all Canon EFS lenses use this short back focal length, they cannot, as I mentioned a moment ago, be mounted on the full-frame DSLRs with a sensor larger than APS-C. However, some lenses produced by third-party makers may feature the standard EF mount if they do not have the shorter back focal length but only have a small image circle. Such lenses will give noticeable vignetting or unsharp outer areas if used on a 35mm film or full-frame sensor camera. To a lesser degree, vignetting also occurs with APS-H sensor sizes, such as several now-discontinued cameras of the 1D series. Now, if you remember, I told you a while back, most people didn't realize, but even though they were considered flagship bodies, Canon's 1D series of, of camera bodies, flagship bodies, were not full frame. They are a 1.3 times crop instead of 1.6. They did not become truly full frame until the 1DX line a few years ago. Okay, so now let's move on to the Canon EF lens mount. The EF lens mount is the standard lens mount on the Canon EOS family of SLR film and digital cameras. EF stands for electronic or electrofocus, excuse me. Automatic focusing on EF lenses is handled by a dedicated electric motor built inside the lens. Mechanically, it is a bayonet style mount, and all communications between the camera and lens takes place through electrical contacts. There are no mechanical levers or plungers. This mount was first introduced in 1987. Now, Canon claims to have produced its 100 millionth EF series interchangeable lens on April 24th of 2014, uh, April 22nd, excuse me, of 2014. Now, for a little bit of the history on the EF mount. Now, the EF mount replaces its predecessor, which was the FD mount. The standard autofocus lens mounting technology of the time used a motor in the camera body to drive the mechanics of the focus helicoid in the lens by using a transfer lever. The key innovation of the EF series was to use a motor inside the lens itself for focusing. 
This allowed for autofocusing lenses, which did not require mechanical levers in the mount mechanism, only electrical contacts to supply power and instructions to the lens motor. The motors were designed for the particular lens that they were installed in. Now, the EF mount reversed the mechanical logic of the FD mount. The FD mount provided the three-eared bayonet fitting on the camera body, and each FD lens provided a breech lock receptacle to register and fasten the lens to the bayonet. The EF mount reverses this logic, providing the bayonet on each lens in a receptacle on the camera body itself. Now, the EF mount also changed the logical clamping action of the bayonet receptacle to improve the tactile operation. Attaching an FD lens to a camera body required two hands, one to hold the lens in position and a second to twist the breech lock ring to rigidly lock the lens to the camera. The EF mount instead provides leaf springs in the receptacle, which hold the registration surfaces of the lens and receptacle together along the optical axis, while the manual twisting action engages a spring-loaded registration pin in the receptacle, which drops into a recess provided on the bayonet fitting, locking the two together with the rotation. Now, this EF mount feature provided the convenience of attaching EF lenses with one hand holding the lens and twisting versus two hands, one to hold the lens and one to twist the breech lock required for the FD attachment. An EF lens may also be removed with one hand by gripping the base of the lens and pressing the nearby release button with the tip of the thumb. The one-handed skillful operation of the EF mount allows changing lenses in handheld photography since the other hand is free to hold the camera body. Now, when the EF mount was introduced in 1987, it had the largest mount diameter of 54 millimeters internal among all 35 millimeter SLR cameras. The EF series includes over 80 lenses and encompassing focal lengths from 8 to 1,200 millimeters. Many EF lenses include such features as Canon's ultrasonic motor, USM, uh, drive, an image stabilization system, IS, diffractive optics, known as DO, and particularly for L-series lenses, fluorite and a spherical lens elements. Now, as far as the controls and features. Canon EF lenses typically have a number of control switches and physical features used by the photographer to control the lens. The types and number of controls can vary from lens to lens, with the most basic lenses having only a few to the most complex having over a dozen different controls and switches. Now, I'm not, I was originally going to put the charts with the list of all the lenses in here, but it was making the show notes incredibly long. So instead, I'll share the links to these articles and you can look up the lists for yourself. So it'll just save me some time and keep me from hopefully boring you to tears. <laughs> okay, so the list uh, I'm going to give you now is for the different controls and switches found on most Canon EF lenses, along with a detailed description of what they're used for. The lens mount index, this raised round red mark, is found on all EF lenses, and it is used for matching the EF lens mount to the mount on EOS body, so that one can connect the lens to the body quickly, and there will be an accompanying red mark on the camera body where the lens mount is. You just match the two up, twist, lock, and you're done. Okay, so now let's talk about the focusing ring. This control found on most EF lenses is used for focusing the lens. It is usually a ring on the lens body that can be turned either direction. Now, the zoom ring 
This control was found on most EF zoom lenses. It's used for changing the focal length of the lens. The zoom ring usually has certain common focal lengths marked on it to set the zoom ring to any given focal length. And one must turn the ring so that the marked focal length matches the zoom index mark. The zoom index is typically a white or black line found next to the zoom ring. Now, you also have on some lenses a distance scale window. Now, this feature is found on quite a few EF lenses, but not all of them. And this feature, while not a controller switch, is useful to a photographer for determining or setting the lens's focus distance. It is used in conjunction with the focusing ring, and when rotated, the distance scale will also rotate to show the changing focus distance. On some lenses, the distance scale also has an infrared index. These are shown as red markings below the distance scale. These are used for making focus adjustments when the photographer is doing infrared photography, as lenses typically focus infrared light at a different point than visible light. And therefore, achieving correct focus using visible light will result in an out-of-focus infrared image. To make an adjustment, first focus the subject, then turn the focusing ring so it matches the corresponding infrared index mark. Next, we have the focus mode switch. Now, this switch is found on most, but not all, EF lenses that have autofocus available. It is used for setting the lens to either autofocus mode or manual focus mode. When set to autofocus mode, AF, the lens will autofocus when directed to by the camera. And when set to manual focus or MF, the lens is focused using the focusing ring. Now, some lenses support full-time manual focusing or FT-M which allows the photographer to focus the lens manually, even with the a mode switch set to AF without damaging the lens, as could happen if the lens without FT-M is manually focused while in AF mode, you can break components, which is never good. Now the focusing distance range limiter switch. This switch is found on most of the longer focal length lenses and macro lenses and it is used for limiting the focusing distance range of the lens when using it in autofocus mode. Most lenses have two settings. These are usually full focus range from minimum focus distance to infinity, and a distance focus range from halfway point of the focus range, focus range to infinity. These other lenses have three settings, with the additional setting being uh, usually being near focus range from minimum, minimum focus distance to halfway point of focus range, Longer focal length lenses and macro lenses have a relatively long travel distance for the focusing mechanism inside the lens. And this feature shortens the autofocus time. When the photographer knows they will not need a certain part of the focus distance range, limiting it will help shorten the autofocus acquisition time and possibly prevent focus hunting, which nobody likes. All right, soft focus ring. This ring is found only on the 135mm soft focus prime lens and enables a variable soft focus effect from completely sharp zero to very soft or two, although it has little effect when used with an aperture over 5.6. Although the ring can be set to any position, two stops are implemented at positions one and two. Next, we have the image stabilizer switch. Now, this switch is found on all EF lenses that feature image stabilization, and it is used for turning the image stabilizer on, one, or off, zero. Now, some lenses even have multiple image stabilizer modes, which I'm getting to next. 
The image stabilizer mode switch is found on many EF lenses that feature image stabilization, particularly those of longer focal lengths. The switch has two settings on most lenses, mode one and mode two. The newest IS Mark II versions of certain EF super telephoto lenses like the 300F28L or the 4028L or the 500F4L and the 600F4L plus the 200-400F4L IS and the 100-400mm F4-5.6 LIS II. Now, Bayes lenses all have a third setting, mode 3. So mode 1 is normal mode used for typical photography where the subject does not move. Mode 2 is used for panning. This is useful for sports or wildlife photography where the subject moves constantly and one will need to pan to make the image. Mode 3, intended to track action, is similar to Mode 2 in that it ignores panning, however. It only applies stabilization when the shutter is released. The viewfinder image is not stabilized. One should not use Mode 1 for panning as this will typically cause blurred photographs. The image stabilizer will attempt to correct for all motion, including the panning motion, but cannot do so due to the limited range of motion of the image stabilization mechanism. Now, older lenses that have an image stabilizer but do not feature the switch are permanently in mode one. Some newer lenses, such as the Canon EFS 18-200, are able to detect if they are being panned in either axis and will automatically disable stabilization for the axis parallel to the movement and therefore do not require a manual switch. Now, next we have the autofocus stop buttons. These buttons are found on some super telephoto EF lenses, evenly spaced around the front collar of the lens. They are used for temporarily stopping the autofocus feature of the lens. Only one button needs to be pressed to activate this feature. To use this button, one must first have the autofocus active, then when one switches to halt or wishes to halt autofocus, one presses and holds that button. To resume autofocus, you just release the button. Some newer bodies allow these buttons to be assigned to perform other functions. For instance, the Canon EOS 7D allows the photographer to set these buttons to perform any of six different functions. Now, the 7D, if you didn't know, is one of Canon's crop body sports bodies. It's a very, very high level, what they call a prosumer body, dual memory card slots and 10 frames per second continuous shooting for sports and wildlife. Now we have the focus preset. The focus preset feature is found on most super telephoto EF lenses. The focus preset feature uses one switch, one button, and one ring. It is used for presetting a given focus distance into memory so that the photographer can quickly recall the focus distance without the need for autofocus. The switch has three settings, off, on, or on with sound, and is used for turning on the feature and deciding if sound is desired. The set button is used for saving the focus distance into memory. The focus preset ring is used for recalling the memory save point. It is a thin gnarled ring usually located in front of the focusing ring. To use this feature, one must set the switch to either on or on with sound, focus the lens to the desired distance, then press the set button. After this, when the feature is turned on, the photographer can turn the focus preset ring and the lens will recall and quickly focus to the distance that was saved. 
Now, this feature is useful for sports and birding photography. For instance, to allow rapid focusing on the goal or on a spot where the birds may perch. Next, we have the filter mounting. This mount is used for attaching filters to EF lenses. There are three types of front threaded mount, inner drop-in mount, and rear gelatin holders. Front threaded filters are used on most lenses and are attached by threading and tightening the filter. Inner drop-in filtering mounts are used on Super Telephoto EF lenses. They are attached by first pressing the two buttons on the filter mount and then pulling it out. Then, either a round threaded filter is attached or one can use a gelatin filter. Rear gelatin filter holders are used by cutting out a sheet of gelatin to the size shown on the back of the lens and then sliding it into the holder. Filter mounts are used for all types of photography and every EF lens has either one or two of the three types used. Lens hood mount. Now this feature is found on most but not all EF lenses. This mount is used for attaching the lens hood. The lens hood is of a bayonet style on most EF lenses. Though a clip-on style bayonet or a clip-on style hood mount is used for a small selection of current lenses. And there are some third-party makers that even make hoods that screw into the front element filter threads. Okay, now, tripod collar. This feature is found on most longer focal length lenses and macro lenses. The tripod collar is used for attaching the tripod ring. There are two main styles of tripod rings. One type is opened up, placed on the lens tripod collar, then closed and tightened. The other type does not open, but instead is slid up the lens from the mount end, which can only be done when the lens is not mounted on a camera body, of course, and then you tighten it. To set the tripod ring so that it is level with the lens, rotate the ring until the index mark on the tripod ring matches the index mark on the distance scale. The tripod ring is used for attaching a tripod or monopod near to the point of balance of the lens and body combination more conveniently than mounting by the body itself. In which case, if it's a large heavy lens, you could cause damage by using the camera body on your tripod or monopod. The lens could damage the mount assembly. Uh, so that's never a good thing. So it's always best to, on your bigger, heavier lenses, use the tripod collar and attach your tripod or monopod there for maximum stability and to protect your camera body. All right, next we have ultrasonic motor drives. Ultrasonic motor or USM lenses appeared with the introduction of the EF 300mm f2.8L USM lens in 1987. Canon was the first camera maker to successfully commercialize the USM technology. EF lenses equipped with USM drives have fast, silent, and precise autofocus operations and consume a lot less power compared to other AF drive motors, so they less wear on your camera battery. Now, there are three types of USMs. Ring type, USM micromotor, USM and nano USM. Now, the ring type USM allows for full-time manual focus or FT-M operations without switching out of AF mode. Micromotor USM is used to bring down the cost of the lens it is possible to implement FT-M even with the micromotor USM. However, it requires additional mechanical components and the vast majority of micro USM lenses do not offer such capability. 
Their Nano USM was introduced in 2016 with the release of Canon's latest iteration of the EFS 18-135 lens. It is intended to offer the AF speed of ring-type USM with the quietness of STM mechanisms. Now, some older USM lenses are identified with a gold ring and have the word ultrasonic printed in gold on the lens barrel. L lenses with USM don't have the gold ring, but they still have the word ultrasonic printed on the lens barrel itself. And that's because the L lenses all use red text and rings. And I'll get into that a little bit later on. The stepping motor. Canon's EF 40mm f2.8 STM pancake lens, and it's not the only one, but it's one of the first ones, uh, was the introduction of their stepping motor. In June 2012, alongside the EOS 650D, the Rebel T4i, and the KISS X6i. Canon stated that this technology allowed smooth and silent autofocus and with compatible bodies, the first of which is the 650D, will provide continuous autofocus in live view and video. Unlike USM, STM lenses use focus by wire to enable full-time manual mode. Two main disadvantages are linked to focus by wire. First, the need to computationally process the input before the intended action is executed leads to a sometimes perceptible lag. Second, using the motor requires power, so when an STM lens is not connected to a camera or the camera is switched off, changing the focus is impossible. All stepping motor lenses are marked with the letters STM on the front of the lens as part of the model's designation. Next, we have the image stabilizer. The image stabilized Canon EF300 F4L ISUSM lens is a prime example. The image stabilization technology detects handheld motion and optically corrects for it. It only corrects handheld motion if the subject of the photograph is moving. IS will not stop it. It also can only stabilize a certain amount of motion, ranging from two to five stops, depending on the specific IS in that model lens. Canon has released several versions of the IS system, including the following. The first version, first used in the 75 to 300 lens in 1995, takes approximately one second to stabilize, approximately two, sec uh, two stops of stability. It's not suitable for use on a tripod or for panning. Then the 300mm f4L ISUSM lens released in 1997 adds IS mode 2, which detects whether panning is taking place horizontally or vertically and only compensates for vibration in the plane perpendicular to the plane of panning. In 1999, with the release of the IS Super Telephoto lenses, the 3028L through 600F4L, Tripod detection was added so that the lens could be used on a tripod with IS turned on. In 2001, a new version of the image stabilizer was created for the 70-200 F28L. This version takes approximately 0.5 seconds and can be stabilized up to three stops. In 2006, the 70-200 F4L ISUSM was released with an image stabilizer which allows for up to four stops of stabilization. In 2008, the 200mm F2 LIS USM was released with a new version of IS, which allows up to five stops of stabilization. And then in 2009, the 100mm F2.8 L macro IS USM lens became the first Canon lens with a hybrid image stabilizer. What that meant is in addition to correcting angular movement, hybrid IS also corrects for shift movement. 
in 2011 with the release of the 300 millimeter f2.8 lis2 and the 400 f2.8 lis2 is mode 3 was added this mode is similar to mode 2 except the stabilization is applied only when the shutter is released now some newer lenses include an image stabilizer which can automatically detect whether the user is panning and respond accordingly and therefore these lenses do not have an is mode switch all EF lenses that support IF had the words image stabilizer written on the lens. On some of Canon's larger telephoto lenses, the words image stabilizer are etched onto a metal plate affixed to the barrel of the lens. Then Canon has what we call diffractive optics. Diffractive optics, or DO, are special lens elements that are used in some lenses. DO lenses are usually smaller and lighter, and they are better at handling chromatic aberration compared to conventional lenses of similar focal length and aperture value. They are more expensive to make. Only the EF 400mm F4 DO ISUSM is updated Mark II version, and the EF 70-300 F4 5-56 DO ISUSM contain DO elements. DO lenses have a green ring on their barrel. Now, let's talk about their different types of lenses. Canon's L-series lenses are their top of the line, designated as L-series or luxury. L-series lenses are compatible with a full range of EF or EFS mounts, and as they are aimed at the high-end user, most also include environmental or weather sealing and a constant maximum aperture. All L lenses are supplied complete with a hood and a pouch or case, which are not generally included with the non-L lenses. Distinctive visual cues include a red ring around the lens and an off-white color on longer focal length models. The latter also helps to reflect light and reduce heat absorption and subsequent internal expansion of lens components that can affect the image quality of long focal length lenses. Now, all L lenses include at least one fluorite ultra-low dispersion glass element, super ultra-low dispersion glass element, and or certain types of spherical elements. A number of non-L lenses also use spherical elements, and at least one non-L lens has a super UD element, but most L lenses feature an ultrasonic motor for their focusing. So let's talk for a minute here about the different color bands of the Canon lenses. Now, I've already mentioned the L's, but I'm going to go through all the colors and what they mean. So first, we have the silver band lenses. Now, these lenses are their entry-level lenses in both EF, EF, EFS, EF, and RF mount. These are lower-quality lenses without weather sealing, and some have SDM focus motors. They are also Canon's least expensive lenses, although some are of really good optical quality, like the EF 40mm STM pancake lens and the newer EFS 18-55 kit lens. And some of them even have image stabilization as well. But they're constructed mostly, almost entirely, out of plastic, which keeps the cost and the weight down. Then Canon has their gold band lenses. Now, these are Canon's mid-range lenses in both the EFS and the EF mounts. They are higher image quality, higher build quality, and many are wider apertures, such as f1.4. They also have a USM or ultrasonic motor for the autofocus. These lenses are also more expensive, but they won't break the bank. And some of them have image stabilization as well.
Now, as I mentioned a, mo a moment ago, the Canon L series or luxury lenses are the ones with the red bands on them. They are the best optical image quality, have the best build quality and weather sealing. Some of these lenses are white, such as the longer telephotos, but others are black in color. But both sets will have the red ring. They also have a USM AF system and some have image stabilization as well. Then there are the green band lenses. These lenses are generally Canon's DO lenses, but some are also tilt shift lenses as well. Some have AF, some don't, and some also have USM, and some do not. All right, so that's the big breakdown for Canon's mounts and their lens designations. So now we're going to move on to the Nikon F mount lenses, and then we'll go from there. Okay, so first up on the Nikon side, we have Nikon's F mount lenses. Now, the Nikon F mount is a type of interchangeable lens mount developed by Nikon for its 35mm format single lens reflex cameras. The F mount was first introduced on the Nikon F camera in 1959, and it features a three lug bayonet mount with a 44mm throat and a flange to focal plane distance of 46.5mm. Now, the company continues with the 2020 D6 model to use variations of the same lens mount specification for its film and digital SLR cameras. Now, as far as the history, the Nikon F mount is one of only two SLR lens mounts, the other being the Pentax K mount, which were not abandoned by their associated manufacturer upon the introduction of autofocus, but rather extended to meet new requirements related to metering, autofocus, and aperture control. The large variety of F-mount lenses make it the largest system of interchangeable flange-mount photographic lenses in history. Over 400 different Nikkor lenses are compatible with the system. Other details can be found at the Nikkor The Thousand and One Nights website. The F-mount is also popular in scientific and industrial applications, most notably machine vision. The F-mount has been in production for over five decades, making it the only SLR lens mount which has been produced for over 50 years. Now, for their system of lenses, in addition to Nikon's own range of Nikkor lenses, brands of F-mount photographic lenses include Zeiss, Voigtlander, Schneider, uh, Angenex, Samyang, Sigma, Tokina, Tamron, Hartbley, Kiev Arsenal, Lens Baby and Vivitar. F-mount cameras include current models from Nikon, Fujifilm, Cinair, JVC, Kenco, and Horseman. Numerous other manufacturers employ the F-mount in non-photographic imaging applications. Now, as far as compatibility, the F-mount has a significant degree of both backward and forward compatibility. Many current autofocus F-mount lenses can be used on the original Nikon F, and the earliest manual focus F-mount lenses of the 1960s and early 70s can, with some modifications, still be used to their fullest on all professional class Nikon cameras. Incompatibilities do exist, however, and adventurous F-mount users should consult product documentation in order to avoid problems. For example, many electronic camera bodies cannot meter without a CPU-enabled lens, the aperture of G-designated lenses cannot be controlled without an electronic camera body. Non-AI lenses manufactured prior to 1977 
can cause mechanical damage to later model bodies unless they are modified to meet the AI specification and the AFP lenses introduced in 2016 will not focus even manually on cameras introduced before roughly 2013. Many manual focus lenses can be converted to allow metering with consumer Nikon bodies by adding a dandelion chip to the lens. Now, the Nikon D7000 reveals a modern F-mount design, including aperture lever, CPU contacts, and mechanical AF linkage. The flange of current F-mount lens, including aperture lever and CPU contacts. The Nikon F-mount dimensions. Uh, actually, let's see here. Okay, so for the image circle, most Nikon F-mount lenses cover a minimum of the standard 36 by 24 millimeter area of 35 millimeter format and the Nikon FX uh, format, while DX designated lenses covered the 24 by 16 millimeter area of the Nikon DX format, and industrial F-mount lenses have varying coverage. DX lenses may produce vignetting when used on film and FX cameras. However, Nikon lenses designed for film cameras will work on Nikon digital camera systems with the limitations noted above. For the mounting and the control rings, F-mount lenses lock by turning counterclockwise when looking at the front of the lens, unlike clockwise. Nearly all F-mount lenses have zoom and focus controls that rotate in the clockwise direction as viewed from behind the camera to increase focal length and focus distance respectively. This convention is also used in Pentax K-mount and Sony A-mount lenses, but it is opposite of the direction normally used by Canon. F-mount Lenses also typically have an aperture ring that turns clockwise to close. The aperture rings have two sets of f-stop numbers. On cameras equipped with Nikkor's Aperture Direct Readout, or ADR, system, a small window under the penaprism reads the smallest scale and displays the selected f-stop in the viewfinder. So under Nikon's Nikkor lenses, we have various designations. Nikon has introduced many proprietary designations for F-mount lenses, reflecting design variations and developments both in lenses and the F-mount itself. There are also unofficial designations used by collectors and dealers to differentiate similar lenses. First, we have the pre-autofocus. Nikon F professional SLR camera with eye-level prism and early Nikkor S Auto 14 F58 centimeter lens, 1959. A focal, or I mean, I'm sorry, a typical F-type pre-AI lens, the Nikkor 50mm 1.4, showing Nippon Nogatu, uh, Nogaku, Japan, engraving scalloped metal focus ring and old-style meter coupling prong, which is clearly visible on the top right of the photo, uh, which I you'll have to look at. Uh, the Nikon F, uh, uh, F2SB professional SLR camera with the GN Auto Nikkor 1-28 f4.5 millimeter AI lens. A typical AI lens, a Nikkor 50 millimeter 1-1.4, showing the Nikon engravings, rubber focus ring, and new style metering coupling prong distinguished by its cutaway section, the lens is mounted on a Nikon FE2 camera. Okay, so first we have A, which is auto Nikkor. Also unofficially, F, pre-AI, non-AI, or NAI. Designation for the first generation of F-mount lenses introduced in 1959. These were all single-coated, and meter coupling was provided by a prong known as the meter coupling prong, fixed to the lens's aperture ring. 
The photomic T through the lens light meter introduced in 1965 worked at full aperture to the maximum aperture of the lens had to be communicated to the meter via manual setting on the ASA dial. The Nikkor Mat FTN and FTN metered finder for the Nikon F introduced semi-automatic aperture indexing, which was achieved by mounting the lens with the aperture ring set to 5.6, and then turning the ring to the to first the minimum and then the maximum apertures. The need for this step was eliminated by the AI system below. Early versions are marked Nippon Kogaku Japan and have their focal length stated in centimeters, but models produced after 1965 have focal length stated in meter, uh, millimeters. The Nippon Kogaku Japan engraving was replaced by Nikon from 1971 onwards. Now, mounting a non-AI lens can damage many modern Nikon camera bodies. AI cameras that still may use non-AI lenses include the Nikon F2A, F2AS, with Phototomic A, DP-11, or ASDP-12 finder, the Nikon Nikromat EL2, as well as the Nikon FM and FE. In addition to the Nikon DF, a DSLR introduced in late 2013 can use non-AI lenses. The A lenses can be converted to the AI specification by Nikon. So then we have some various letter designations. T, Q, P, H, S, O, N, U, D, Q, D, and P, D. These appear immediately before or after the Nikkor name on F-type lenses, designating the number of optical elements in the design. Short for trez, quattro, penta, hex, septum, octo, novum, and unidecim which is 11, uh, quitardecim, which is 14, and pentadecim, which is 15. The term Eunice 1 and Benny 2 were also apparently designated but never used. Terms P equal penta, H equals hexa, PD equals pentadecim, Greek root, were used instead of quixi, sex, and quindecim to avoid ambiguity with quitar, septum, and quitardecim. These designation schemes were dropped with the introduction of the modern K-type Nikors in 1974. Now, as far as the auto designation, that's designed for F-type lenses indicating an automatic diaphragm aperture, not to be confused with automatic exposure or autofocus. The designation fell out of use in the early 1970s and was not carried onto K-type lenses. C indicates a multi-coated F-type lens appears with an interpunct after the number of optical elements in the form Nikkor XC. This designation was introduced in 1971 and discontinued in 74 with the introduction of the modern K-type Nikkors, which when multi-coating had become standard practice. K, which is their modern or new Nikkors, produced in 1974. While pre-AI for compatibility purpose, K-type lenses introduced the new cosmetics that would be used from 1977 onward for AI-type lenses. The scalloped metal focus rings were replaced with rubber grip insets, and the use of element number and a coding designation was discontinued. The K designation itself is believed to be derived from the Japanese uh, Konichi Teki, loosely translatable as modern or contemporary. Now, for the AI, 
manual focus with automatic maximum aperture indexing was introduced in 1977. The AI standard adds a meter coupling ring uh, ridge to the aperture ring, which encodes the current aperture setting relative to the maximum and a lens speed indexing post on the mounting flange, which encodes the maximum aperture itself. The ridge and post coupled to the camera's light meter Lenses designated AI-S, Series E, and AF all included these features of AI. Current professional Nikon camera bodies link with the meter coupling ridge, but the lens speed indexing post is ignored, and the maximum aperture value is set electronically by the operator instead. AI-designated lenses also improved on the original meter coupling prong, Adding cutaways, which allow more ambient light to fall on the aperture ring, increasing visibility on cameras, which optically projected the settings inside the viewfinder. AID, an unofficial designation for lenses converted partially meter coupling ridge only or completely from non-AI to AI. This is accomplished by replacing the aperture ring and the metering prong using a long discontinued kit procured from Nikon or by modifying the original part. Some independent camera repair technicians continue to offer these particular conversions, so you might be able to still get it done. And with that, I'm going to take a break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. Okay, so next we have AIS, which was the successor to AI. The AIS specification added two mechanical enhancements standardized aperture control and the focal length indexing ridge required for the shutter priority and other auto aperture exposure modes of the Nikon FA, the F301, the N2000, and the F501 and 2020 cameras. Although the FA will operate correctly in shutter priority and program modes with any AI lens. Later cameras did not require these features and interoperate with AI and AIS lenses identically. The term AIS is now commonly used to refer to manual focus lenses, and Nikon continues to produce eight prime lens models in its AIS line. All Nikon AF lenses with aperture rings, non-G, also meet the ASI or AIS, excuse me, specification, except for their lack of a meter coupling prong, which can be added. Visually, AIS lenses can quickly be identified by the, by the smallest aperture setting, usually F22 being marked in orange. Standardized aperture control AIS lens apertures move in a standardized fashion in relation to their stop down levers. The levers of AI and pre-AI lenses were intended only to close the aperture to its manual setting. The advance of aperture control by the camera body itself by partial actuation of the stop-down lever meant more precision was required for, or for consistent exposures. Excuse me. This feature is indicated by a lens type single notch in the lens mount. 
Note that despite popular misconception, the F4 is not capable of engaging P and S auto exposure modes with non-CPU lenses. Focal length indexing ridge AIS lenses with the focal length of 135 or longer are indicated by a ridge on the lens mount used by FA and F501 to engage high-speed biased program auto exposure. Next, let's talk about your electromechanical and data communications of the Nikkor lenses. AF, the original autofocus designation, indicating focus driven by a motor inside the camera body. All AF lenses have an integrated CPU or microprocessor. Used in the form of AF Nikkor, this should not be confused with the original autofocus lenses for the F3 AF camera, which were designated AF Nikkor and are considered predecessors to AF-I lenses. The AFN indicates the new version of an AF lens. The change from plastic focus rings on early AF lenses to the new rubber inset focus ring, or RIFR, is often indicated by the AFN designation introduced in 1990. The AF-I autofocus internal, driven by a cordless DC motor, used only in long telephoto lenses, 300mm f2.8 through 600mm f4, introduced in 1992. Then we have the AF-D. This designation is used for AF lenses with D functionality, introduced in 1992. AFS is autofocus silent, uses a silent wave motor, or SWM, ultrasonic motor, to focus quickly and quietly similar to Canon's USM technology introduced in 1996. The AF-P autofocus using a stepper motor, first F-mount lens in 2015 after being introduced in 2011, and the Nikkor 1-mount. All DX AF-P lenses omit the physical AM-FM switch. Those with vibration reduction VR omit the VR switch. Fully AFP compatible without any firmware updates are the Nikon D850, the D500, the 7500, the 5600, the 3400, the 3500. Nikon 1 series with the FT1 adapter and newer cameras. Fully AFP compatible after updates are the Nikon D5, the 5500, uh, and the 5300. After update, the following cameras lack a software VR switch. The D4S, the D4, the D810, the D810A, the 800, the 800E, the D750, 610, 600, the DF, the D7200, 7100, and 3300. If the lens includes no physical VR switch, VR is always on. Additionally, they lack manual focus ring in AF mode, the manual override of autofocus. The Nikon D3X, D3S, D3, D700, D300, D300S, D7000, and the D2XS operate only AFP FX lenses with additional restrictions that after a reaction from the standby mode, a quick automatic or manual refocusing must take place as the focus is reset to infinity as they wake up. To avoid this, the standby time may be set in the camera for a longer time or unlimited. The D5200 works with DX and FX lenses, but additionally displays a lens not attached message if a lens lock switch was activated when the camera is turned on. The AFP focus motor will not work with all Nikon film cameras, and D1 to other D2 series, D200, D100, 5100, 5000, D90, D80, D70 series. 
D3200, 3100, 3000, D60, D50, D40, and D40X. Standard is VR on and focus to infinity with all cameras only supporting E-type lenses. Not to be confused with old AIP or program CPU lenses. Now for the CPU. That's the central processing unit. The lens is fitted with an electrical contacts for digital communication with the camera. All AF and AIP lenses are CPU lenses. Some non-professional Nikon cameras require CPU lenses for metered operation. This designation appears in specifications, but not lens names. Distance indicated after the F number in the name and also occasionally designated AF-D. The integrated CPU electronically communicates focus distance information, which is incorporated into the camera's exposure calculations in 3D matrix metering mode, and also DTTL and ITTL flash auto exposure. All AFI, AFS, and G-type lenses are also D-type. E-type, electromagnetic diaphragm. The aperture diaphragm of an E-lens is controlled digitally by the camera and actuated electromagnetically by a system housed within the lens rather than employing the F-mount's traditional mechanical diaphragm linkage. This system first appeared in certain perspective control lenses, designated PC-E, with designs that preclude a mechanical linkage. E-type lenses aperture control is only supported by all DSLRs with CMOS image sensors except the Nikon D90. For all other cameras, the lens aperture stays maximum open with normal autofocusing and metering. E-lenses with manual aperture control like PCE lenses allow manual diaphragm operation on all cameras with possible unreliable metering on DSLRs without the E-type support. Otherwise, E-lenses are similar to G-lenses, not to be confused with old AI series E-lenses. The G designation for lenses without an aperture ring indicated after the F number in the name. G lenses retain the mechanical diaphragm coupling of other Nikors, but the aperture setting can only be controlled by the camera body. Only autofocus bodies with command dials are capable of controlling G lenses. Older autofocus bodies will work with G lenses in shutter priority and program modes with full open aperture. Some recent G lenses feature a weatherproofing gasket around the mounting flange. G lenses otherwise have the same characteristics as the D lenses. P or AIP. AI with program, which is CP enabled variations of AIS, included, includes only the 4528P, the 504P, and the 1200-1700-568P NICOR lenses. Now the Zeiss ZF2 and the Voigtlander SL2 lenses are also AIP designs although they are not designated as such, not to be confused with early lenses marked Nikkor P, meaning a five-element lens, see pre-autofocus designations above. <laughs> I know, this is a lot of stuff to talk about. All right, so optical design. A spherical lens elements, also hybrid used. Thin molded aspheric elements coupled to a conventional glass element. This designation appears in specifications, but not on lens names. The CRC or close range correction improved performance at close focus distances achieved by internal focus movement that move differently relative to the movement of the other focusing elements. This designation appears in specifications, but not lens names. The DC or defocus control. 
DC lenses have a separate control ring for spherical aberration, which affects primarily the appearance of out-of-focus areas, also known as bokeh. In extreme settings, DC lenses can generate an overall soft focus effect. Includes only uh, the AFDC NICOR 105mm F2D and the AFDC NICOR 135mm F2D. ED or extra low dispersion. This glass incorporated to reduce chromatic aberration. Lenses using ED elements usually carry a gold ring around the barrel to indicate the fact, although on some low-end lenses, gold foil is used instead. And older lenses were also marked NICOR asterisk ED. In addition to normal ED glass, super ED glass is used in some lenses. Fluorite designates a lens which includes one or more elements constructed of fluorite instead of glass. Currently includes the AFS 800F56E FL EDVR, available since 2013. The AFS 400mm F2.8E FL EDVR, available since 2014 and the AFS 500 F4E FLEDVR and the AFS 600 F4E FLEDVR available since 2015. And last, the uh, AFS 200 to 600 F2.8E FLEDVR available since 2016. Now, GN, guide number. This assists in flash exposure on cameras without automatic flash metering. The flash's guide number is set on the lens and the aperture is accordingly coupled to the lens's focus ring for correct exposure. The only GN lens, the super compact GN Auto Nikkor, it was the second smallest Nikkor F-mount lens ever made, was built during the late 1960s and early 70s. An updated variant with a lens hood was made through the 90s alongside the FM3A. High refractive index elements. These contain elements with a refractive index of less than two. This designation appears in specifications, but not in the lens name. Internal focus. Focusing is accomplished through the movement of internal lens groups, eliminating extension and rotation of the front lens element, allowing focus to be driven quickly by a small motor. IF lenses also allow the use of a polarizing filter without the need to readjust it after focus. Micor or micro, I mean, I'm sorry, micro Nikkor lenses are capable of high reproduction ratios, typically one to two or one to one for macro photography. Industrial Nikkor lenses designed for greater than one to one reproduction are, in contrast, labeled macro Nikkor. The first micro Nikkor lenses were created for producing micro forms of kanji text. N indicates nano crystal coating, a relatively new type of lens coating that originated in Nikon Semiconductor Division, lenses with this coating feature the logo of an N inside an elongated hexagon on the nameplate. NIC is Nikon Integrated Coating, a proprietary multi-coating. It appears in specifications, but not the lens name. Perspective control. Lens feature shift movements and also tilt movements on some models to control perspective and depth of field. Newer PC lenses are designed PC-E, not to be confused with early lenses marked Nikkor PC, meaning a five-element coded lens. Uh, the PF is the phase Fresnel to counteract chromatic aberration. It replaces several lens elements, thus reducing the size and weight of the overall lens. Reflex designates a catadioptric mirror lens. 
RF is rear focusing, quite similar to the internal focusing. Focusing is accomplished through the movement of the rear lens groups, eliminating extension and rotation of the front lens element, allowing focus to be driven quickly by a small motor. RF lenses are also allow the use of a polarizing filter without the need to readjust it after focus. Super integrated coating, a proprietary multi-coating appears in specifications, but not lens name. So you can see Nikon's got a lot of designations for their lenses. Uh, they have UV lenses designed for imaging ultraviolet light. VR is their vibrating, uh, vibration reduction, which is Nikon's version of optical image stabilization or image stabilizing that Canon has. Uses a moving optical group to reduce the photographic elements of or effects of camera shake, I'm sorry. Some VR lenses also support a panning mode, detecting horizontal movement of the lens and minimizing only vertical vibration. The second generation of VR called VR2, which is designed to offer another stop advantage over the original VR, but lenses with this feature are still designated simply VR. All right, so then we have DX, lenses designed for the smaller Nikon DX format. Vignetting may occur if used on the 35mm format or Nikon FX format cameras in full frame mode. Although some DX lenses cover the full 35mm frame at, focal, at longer focal lengths. IX, lenses designed to be used with the now defunct Pronia APS SLR. These are all autofocus zoom lenses. They are not compatible with cameras outside of the Pronia system unless mirror lockup is used. Series E, a line of eight lower cost lenses manufactured during the 1980s for Nikkor's amateur SLRs. They sacrificed some construction quality and employed simpler but often surprisingly good optical designs. Early Series E lenses were built to the AI specification. Later Series E lenses were upgraded to the AIS specification and are identifiable by a metal ring on the barrel. None of this family of lenses were branded Nikkor, instead carrying the text Nikon Lens Series E, not to be confused with E-type autofocus and electromagnetic diagram, or diaphragm lenses, excuse me. Esoteric, bellows, lenses designed exclusively for use, uh, for use on a bellows unit, primarily for macro photography, also called short mount. Since some Nikon bellows allow for a front rise, they allow a limited variety of lenses to be used similarly to a PC lens. Fisheye Nikkor, lenses producing either a circular image of the film plane image or a partially circular image, can be used as wide as 220 degrees or typically 180. Fisheye lenses are based upon an equidistance projection formula or an orthogrammatic projection, OP. Amphibian lens, produced for Nikkor system, featuring Nikonos lens mount, waterproof, but not designed for underwater use. Ideal for surfers and uh, speologists, whatever the heck that is. Medical, Nikkor designation for a macro lens with a built-in ring light strobe system designed for clinical and scientific applications. Not. Night, specifically specialty low-light lens designed for maximum sharpness at the widest aperture setting. The name has been applied only to the Noct Nikkor 58F12. OP, orthographic projection, a fisheye lens that produces an orthographic rather than an equidistance image used on other fisheye lenses. This is useful for measuring the amount of sky blocked by a building or object. 
This maintains the same brightness in the image as in the object with no fall off at the edges. UW or their underwater lenses produced for the Nikonos system. Okay, so that's all of the F-mount stuff. And like I said, it was long. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to Nikkor Z-mount. Nikkor Z is an interchangeable lens mount developed by Nikon for its mirrorless digital cameras. In late 2018, Nikon released two cameras that use this mount, the, the full-frame Nikon Z7 and the Nikon Z6. In late 2019, Nikon introduced their first Z-mount camera with an APS-C sensor, the Nikon Z50. In July 2020, the entry-level full-frame Z5 was introduced as well. In October of 2020, Nikon announced the Nikon Z62 and Z72, which succeed the original Z6 and 7 respectively. The APS-C lineup was expanded in July of 2021 with the introduction of the retro-style Nikon ZFC. And in October of 2021, Nikon unveiled the Nikon Z9, which effectively succeeds the brand's flagship D6 DSLR. Now, Nikon SLR cameras, both film and digital, have used the Nikon F-mount with its 44-millimeter distance diameter since the uh, 1959. The Z-mount has a 55-millimeter diameter. The FTZ adapter allows many F-mount lenses to be used on a Z-mount camera. The FTC allows AFS, AFP, and AFI lenses to autofocus on Z-mount cameras. The older screw drive AF and AFD lenses will not autofocus with the FTZ adapter, but they do retain metering and EXIF data. Z-mount cameras support metering as well as in-body image stabilization with manual focus lenses. Now, the 55mm throat diameter of the Nikon Z-mount makes it the largest full-frame lens mount. It is much larger than the F-mount, the Sony E-mount used by Sony mirrorless cameras, but only slightly larger than the 54mm of both the Canon EF and RF mounts. It is also slightly larger than the 51.6mm diameter full-frame mirrorless Leica L-mount. The Z-mount also has a very short flange distance of 16mm, which is shorter than all mentioned lens mounts. The introduction of the Z-mount also saw the reintroduction of the Noct brand used to describe the 58mm F095S Noct lens with an ultra-fast maximum aperture. But of course, that lens is $8,000. Nikon published a roadmap outlining which lenses are forthcoming when the Z-mount system was initially announced. The roadmap has been updated multiple times. And as of September or October of 2021, the current version of the roadmap indicates eight lenses to be released by 2023. So that is it for the Nikon stuff. Now we're going to move on over to the Fujifilm lenses and their designations. First, we have the Fujifilm X-mount lenses. Now, X-mount is a type of interchangeable lens mount designed by Fujifilm for use in those cameras in their X-series line that do have interchangeable lenses. These lenses are des uh, designed for 23.6 millimeter by 15.6 millimeter APS-C sensors. Various lens manufacturers use this mount, such as Fujifilm's own FX and XC lenses, Carl Zeiss AG, Tuit lenses, Samyang Optics, Hay Division, SLR Magic, Viltrox, and Zongyi Optics. Additionally, a host of adapters for a range of SLR lenses are available, allowing the mounting of lenses without autofocus or auto aperture from Canon, Nikon, Pentax, Minolta, Contax, Yoshika, Konica, and more. 
This mount type should not be confused with the discontinued Fujika X-mount, which is not compatible with the newer X-mount without an adapter. Now, quote, by mounting the lens deeper inside the camera, closer to the sensor, resolution is increased across the frame. Information exchanged between the body and lens ensures a responsive experience at all times. Now, that's from Fuji themselves. Fujifilm X-mount lenses come in two major lines, their XC and XF with the XC being their less expensive line of lenses for consumers, hobbyists, and amateurs. These lenses are mostly plastic in design and have no weather sealing as a general rule. The XF line of lenses have weather sealing and are mostly metal construction and are much higher quality and more expensive lenses. Fujifilm also has some of their XF lenses with what is known as red badge lenses, which are similar to Canon's L-series. Really high-end lenses with the best build, optical quality, and wider apertures. Another thing with Fujifilm lenses I had to get used to when I first started shooting with my GFX 50R, and now that I'm using the X-series as well, I had to find out what the various letter designations meant on all of their lenses. So let's look at that. The first one is the R designation. Now, Fujifilm's lenses that have an R in the name mean that the lens has a physical aperture ring control on the barrel. This is one of the things that Fujifilm shooters love the most is the old style experience of having a ring on the lens for the aperture. Some of these lenses have the aperture markings on the lens barrel and some do not. And there are also some that have the aperture clicks and some that do not, which are preferred for video as they are a quieter lens. Next, we have the LM designation. The LM lets you know that the lens focuses with a linear motor. Linear motors are a favored feature of Fujifilm lenses. These motors focus by directly moving the lens elements within the lens in a linear fashion rather than a traditional stepping or rotary fashion. The advantage of a linear motor are faster focus, quiet operation, and low power draw. This kind of focusing is preferred for movie recording, which demands fast and accurate focus and silent operation. WR. The WR lens designation stands for weather resistance. While I've had pretty good luck using all lenses in the rain and dust, I've been really pushing it. The WR lenses are the best lenses to use if you plan on working in environments with fine sand, high humidity, sea spray, or rainy locations. I've used them in total downpours without fear. However, I would not try submerging them. These lenses feature seals at the joints to keep dust and water out. Some, like the 18 to 135 millimeter zoom, also have a bellows that ejects water and dust from the seals as you operate the zoom. OIS. The OIS Fujifilm lens abbreviation stands for Optical Image Stabilization. They use that designation, uh, same as Sony. Now, the PZ stands for power zoom. These lenses have a small, quiet motor that activates the zoom instead of you zooming the lens directly by rotating a zoom ring. You rotate the ring, a ring that controls the motor. This allows for smoother zoom useful for recording movies. This feature is currently only found on the XC15-45 to millimeter lens. APD, this lens designation stands for added at apodization filter, excuse me. Right now, this is only found on the Fujifilm FX uh, X, XF 56mm f1.2 APD lens. The apodization filter built into the lens is a special filter that portrait photographers love. 
This filter helps you your subject stand out from the background, creating a more natural separation between foreground and background, and blurring the out-of-focus areas around the edges even more. Now for their lens coatings. Now you won't see these letters in the Fujifilm lens abbreviation marking or making up the name of the lens, but you will see them on the front of the lens. For some extra letters you may wonder about, Super EBC. This stands for electron beam coating. This is a multi-layer coating developed by Fujifilm that increases light transmissivity for a better color and contrast while reducing lens flare. The Super is the latest iteration of this technology developed decades ago. This is found on all Fujifilm X and GFX lenses. The Nano GI stands for gradient index. This is an additional coating that helps decrease flaring for light entering the lens from the sides. It's found on the rear of one or two lens elements. These lenses also feature the EBC coating. Specialty lenses, macro. Fujifilm has a couple of macro lenses in the lineup. These lenses are great for portraits and close-up work, and they allow you to focus extremely close to the subject and take photos without distortion for realistic life-size photographs. TC. The abbreviation, uh, this abbreviation stands for teleconverter. These extensions mount between your lens and your camera, increasing the focal length of your lens. Now, Fujifilm teleconverters are not compatible with all lenses. They are currently only compatible with the 50 to 140 and the 100 to 400 zoom lenses. And all the other manufacturers do teleconverters as well, just so you know. Now, on to the GF lenses. Now, in addition to their X-Series lenses for their APS-C cameras, Fujifilm also has a line in medium format mirrorless cameras, which are known as GFX cameras. Now, these cameras use the GF line of lenses, and other than the GF indicating their medium format system, the lenses' letter designations are the exact same as the ones on the X-Series glass. So that helps you keep things streamlined for customers and easy to understand once you know what each letter stands for. And now, thanks to this episode, you do. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to move on to Sony. Sony lenses. So first was the Sony A-mount. The Sony 70-300 F4.5-5.6 GSSM SAL 70300G telephoto zoom lens. The A-mount Originally known as the A-type bayonet mount, was introduced by Minolta in 1985 as the world's first fully integrated SLR autofocus system. As a result, all Minolta A-mount lenses can be used on Sony DSLRs, except for that some newer camera features cannot be used. And all Sony A-mount lenses work on Minolta's film and digital SLRs, except for that SSM, SAM lenses can only be used with manual focusing on cameras not supporting SSM, and that APS-C format lenses cannot reasonably be used on film cameras due to their smaller image circle. During the initial introduction of the A system in 2006, Sony announced 19 lenses and two teleconverters, of which the majority were rebranded Konica Minolta lenses. At the 2007 PMA trade show, Sony unveiled several new lenses, but referred to them only in qualitative terms and did not provide specifications. On 18 May 2009, Sony introduced the first A-mount lens to feature their new SAM or smooth autofocus motor, in-lens autofocus motor for more lens-specific AF speed improvements. This introduction was made with the new Plus 30 series camera bodies, the A30 uh, A350 Plus, the 
the A380. These new bodies retain an in-body focus motor for backward compatibility with the historic lens collection. In addition, the new bodies utilize HDMI output for display on HDTV sets and feature dual memory card slots for both Sony's proprietary Memory Stick Pro Duo chips, as well as SDHC media format, while eliminating compact flash altogether. Then came Sony's E-mount. The E-mount is a lens mount designed by Sony for their next or new E-mount experience and ILCE series of camcorders and mirrorless cameras. The E-mount supplements Sony's A-mount, allowing the company to develop more compact imaging devices while maintaining compatibility with 35mm sensors. E-mount achieves this by minimizing mechanical complexity, removing mechanical aperture and focus drive, shortening the flange distance to 18 millimeters compared with earlier offerings from Sony, which used 44.5 millimeters, reducing the radius of the flange. The short flange focal distance prohibits the use of an optical viewfinder as a mirror box mechanism cannot be included in this reduced distance. Therefore, all E-mount cameras use an electronic viewfinder. Now for some history, initially E-mount was implemented on the Sony A-NEX3 and A-NEX5 consumer-targeted devices with APS-C size sensors. The E-mount integration in the Sony camcorder products was provided with the Sony Handycam NEX VG10. And then on August 24th, 2011, new products were announced, specifically the NEX 5N as a successor to the NEX 5 and the NEX 7 as a prosumer market or a product, as well as the NEX VG20 as the successor to the NEX VG10. The Sony E-mount was brought to the 35mm video camera market with the Sony NEX FS100. The first third-party camera to use the E-mount was the Hasselblad Lunar, announced at Photokina on 18 September 2012 and released in early 2013. In September 2013, Sony announced the first model from new ILCE series, the new Sony A3000. In October 2013, the first model with full-frame sensor size were released, the A7 and the A7R. On 19 April 2017, Sony revealed their new model, the ILCE-9, the Sony A9, characterized as a professional mirrorless camera system. In September of 2017, Sony revealed their high-end camera for video production, the Venice uh, 6K 16-bit RAW recording camera. Now, for Sony's lens format abbreviations. We have SAL, which is Sony Autofocus Lens, but perhaps better understood as Sony Alpha Lens, as lenses that come with this abbreviation are designed specifically for the A-mount cameras. As with SEL, this abbreviation is only part of Sony's short product name. For example, the Sony 24-70 F28ZA SSM lens is also known as the SAL 2470Z. DT stands for digital technology and spec uh, specifies lenses that are designed for cameras with an APS-C sensor. These lenses do not cover the full 35mm image circle, much like Nikon DX and Canon EFS and Sigma DC lenses. That said, DT lenses can be mounted on a full-frame Sony camera and used in crop mode, effectively turning a full-frame Sony camera into a crop sensor camera, similar to what Nikon does. Now, SEL specifies Sony autofocus lenses designed for their E-mount mirrorless camera system. 
As with SAL, this abbreviation is only found in the short product name. For example, the Sony E16-50 F35-56 PZ-SSM lens is also known as the SELP1650. FE lenses that cover the 35mm size image sensor are designed for use with Sony's full-frame mirrorless cameras, such as the Sony Alpha A7. E lenses designed for Sony's mirrorless cameras with APS-C size sensors, such as the Alpha A6000. So if it's just E, it's for the crop bodies. If it's FE, it's for their full frame. Next, Sony lens class and technology abbreviations. Now, the G designation stands for, quote, gold and specifies Sony's best, highest quality, most expensive professional lenses. The Zeiss Alpha or ZA designation, Zeiss branded lenses designed specifically for Sony cameras. And as far as high quality goes, they are on par with Sony's G lenses. During my research, I found differing opinions, but as far as I know, the ZA lenses are not actually designed by Zeiss. Designing and manufacturing these lenses is still up to Sony, but only when the optical design is approved by Zeiss according to their high standards. SSM. This stands for supersonic motor. Sony's version of a ring-type ultrasonic motor used for extremely fast and silent AF operations. Minolta A-mount camera bodies released before 2000 do not support SSM, and you'd be left with manual focus only. But that's unlikely to be a problem for most Sony shooters. SAM stands for Smooth Autofocus Motor, which is built into some of Sony's lower-end lenses released since 2009. It's significantly speedy, or sufficiently speedy and quiet, but not as good as SSM. The addition of SAM also usually indicates that the lens has a plastic build and is from the affordable range. Much like SSM, SAM does not work with pre-2000 Minolta camera bodies, and the lens focusing will need to be done manually. OSS is Sony's optical steady shot, means that a particular lens has optical image stabilization. Sony alpha mount lenses don't have a feature because Sony uh, prefers to use sensor-based IS with its DSLR and SLT cameras. However, their mirrorless E-mount system relies on optical image stabilization instead. PZ, just like with Nikon, stands for power zoom, or maybe, no, I'm sorry, that was Fuji that had a PZ lens, the 15 to 45, and specified lenses that have inbuilt motors to operate the optical zoom. Use for videography for the lens's ability to zoom smoothly. PZ lenses are also quite compact for their class. ED, as with lenses from other manufacturers, stands for extra low dispersion glass elements used in the lens's optical construction and designed to reduce chromatic aberrations. Then we have their specialized Sony lens abbreviations. TC, as with other manufacturers, stands for their teleconverters. Uh, Fisheye lenses, as you already probably know, provide extremely wide angles of view. 180 degrees is not uncommon. What makes them distinctively different from regular wide-angle lenses is the very strong and unique distortion characteristics. Diagonal fisheye lenses cover the whole frame, whilst circular lenses produce a circular image within the frame. And you can read a related article if you want to learn more and see some image samples. Pancake, Sony's lenses designed with extremely compact size and lightweight in mind. Macro, as with lenses from all other manufacturers, macro lenses and Sony's lens lineup offer higher than average magnification and are designed to work well at close focus distance. 
It is also worth noting that Sony doesn't play around with the designation. If the lens is specified as macro, it can achieve one-to-one -one magnification. STF, smooth transition focus. These lenses that employ special APD lens groups that get thicker towards the edges, and because of that, reduce the amount of light passing through. Basically, these lenses are designed to deliver extremely smooth, silky, out-of-focus highlights, but with some trade-offs. Chief among them is the lack of autofocus. Also, even though the physical maximum aperture of STF lenses are generally wide, the actual amount of light coming through due to APD lenses is much lower. The difference between lens F-stops and T-stops can vary up to one and a half stops of light, meaning that an F2 STF lens would let in approximately as much light as a regular F32-35 lens would. Finally, and this is a personal opinion, I find the excessively smooth rendition of the out-of-focus areas to look lifeless, characterless, and plastic. However, if you want a lens that delivers what is considered to be a superbly silky out-of-focus background foreground, with high image and great build quality, and don't care about the lack of AF, a lens such as the Sony 135 F2.8 T4.5 STF may be just what you're looking for. Now for lens examples. So now that we've covered the most frequently seen Sony lens abbreviations, we can now analyze the name of an actual lens. So let's use the 70-300 F4.5-5.6 G SSM. First things first. The lens obviously has a variable focal length that can be set from 70 to 300. And the maximum aperture starts at 4.5 on the wide end and gradually closes down to 5.6 as you move towards the long end of the focal length range. The G letter indicates it is part of Sony's gold range, as such is built very well with tight tolerances, high quality materials, and best optics the manufacturer could come up with. SSM means that the lens also has a ring-type ultrasonic motor for AF operations, so autofocus should be both swift and nearly silent. However, if you were to mount this lens on a pre-2000 Minolta SLR body, you'd be left with manual focusing only. The lens itself is designed for full-frame A-mount cameras, and two aspects indicate this. First of all, there are no FE or E to indicate E-mount compatibility or DT to specify when this lens was designed for APS-C sensor cameras. Definition secondly, the short product name of the lens is SAL70300G. And as we know, SAL indicates that the lens is designed for A-mount cameras. If you read the lens description, you'll also notice it has ED elements to counter chromatic aberrations. So that is everything on the Sony lenses. And now we're going to move on over to Sigma before we wrap up this particular episode. Like I said, it's a long episode and I apologize, but there's just a lot of content to cover and I'm going to have to continue it in part two because I'm already at an hour and a half and then I got a couple more categories of lenses to cover yet. Sigma lenses. One of the biggest third-party lens makers out there is Sigma. Sigma has a large selection of lenses for most all major camera makers, although Sigma has not gotten into the Canon RF mount as of yet. Sigma lens categories and class abbreviations. We start off by looking at different lens categories, which Sigma calls product lines. Not so long ago, Sigma has started completely reworking its lineup. The main reason why the project, which they call Global Vision, is happening, according to Sigma, is because more and more photographers face frustrations in lens selection. 
as the range of products available is enormous and the differences are not always clearly defined. So they chose not only to drastically change the design, language, and quality in all lenses or all senses of the word and for the better, but also place each individual lens in individual lens into a specific category. This means that all lenses in that category have a few very important features in common. You could say they are united with a single concept, and there are three categories in total, and they are as follows. Okay, so first up is Sigma's Contemporary or C line of lenses. Now, this product line consists mainly of variable aperture zoom lenses for general use, such as standard and telephoto zoom lenses for APS-C cameras. The Sigma 18-200 F35-63 OS HSM Macro C, for example. The way I see it, this is a, basically the place for Sigma's budget zoom lenses, of which there will be many. Next, we have their A, or art lenses. Now, you will find all the fastest Sigma Prime lenses belong to the product line, to this product line. Sigma says the art lineup is designed with a focus on sophisticated optical performance and abundant expressive power. Some wide-angle, macro, fisheye, and fast aperture zoom lenses will also belong to this category. The 18-35mm f1.8 HSM-A is a good example. S for sport lenses. As you might understand, this product line is for telephoto lenses, both zoom and fixed focal length, designed with sports and wildlife photography in mind. Expect these lenses to be quite pricey and also feature relatively fast maximum aperture settings. EX. Sigma's high-end lenses of old manufactured equivalent to Canon L and Nikon Gold Ring series. You can still find a few new and used optics with such designations. Sigma has dropped it for its new lenses, however, so we won't be seeing any recent products that will belong to the EX lineup. Next is Sigma Lens Format Abbreviations. Now, Sigma is one of the largest third-party lens manufacturers and as such designs lenses for a variety of sensor sizes. DG lenses are compatible with full-frame sensor DSLR cameras. DC lenses are designed for APS-C DSLR cameras. DN lenses designed for compact system cameras. Now, Sigma is yet to release lenses for full-frame mirrorless cameras, the Sony Duo, so it is yet unclear if such optics will have a designation of their own, quite likely, or belong to either DN or DG series. Sigma lens technology abbreviations. Their HSM is their hypersonic motor, is Sigma's equivalent to Canon's USM and Nikon's SWM technology. It is a ring-type ultrasonic motor designed to provide quick and silent focusing. OS is optical image stabilization technology used in Sigma lenses, similar to Canon's IS, Nikon VR, and Tamron's VC, which is vibration compensation. ASP, which is a spherical, lenses with this designation have a spherical glass elements in their optical formula. APO or apochromatic, apochromatic lenses are designed to correct chromatic and other sorts of aberrations more effectively. Truly, apochromatic lenses fe feature exotic fluorite elements and have no chromatic aberrations at all. According to Sigma, their APO lenses are, quote, 
telephoto and telezoom type lenses, which use special optical designs and optical materials, SLD or ELD glass, to improve their performance. The result is images which have greater contrast, sharpness, and color definition than a comparable non-APO lens type, end quote. RF, now these lenses have rear focusing design, which means that during focusing operation, only a few elements positioned behind the diaphragm blades are moved rather than all the elements. This results in potentially faster AF operation in non-rotating front elements. IF is their internal focusing, which is similar to RF, but in this case, several optical elements in front of the diaphragm are moved during focusing rather than all the elements. The size of the lens remains constant, but the focal length might change slightly as you focus. SLD, special low dispersion glass elements, are designed to minimize chromatic aberrations. ELD, extraordinarily low dispersion glass elements, might have a slightly funny name, but you sh they should perform even better than SLD. FLD is F low dispersion element, at least according to Sigma. It is, quote, the highest level low dispersion glass available with extremely high light transmission, end quote. It should basically perform as well as fluorite elements. That is what the F stands for, but is far less expensive. TSC is thermally stable composite or a special material that blends qualities of polycarbonate and metal and is used in the construction of some lenses. According to Sigma, it offers, quote, 25% greater elasticity than polycarbonate. Since its thermal shrinkage is low, TSC matches well with metal parts for uh, further contributing to high precision construction of the lens, end quote. Specialized Sigma lens abbreviations. First up, we have macro. Uh, Sigma macro lenses are designed to provide good magnification with a relatively short minimum focus distance. A very popular and highly regarded Sigma macro lens is the 150mm f2.8 OS HSM. However, if you expect the traditional 1 to 1 or at least 1 to 2 magnification from all Sigma macro lenses, you're in for a bit of a surprise. For years, this designation was used even on Sigma's cheapskate zoom lenses that could focus a bit closer than you could probably expect, yet still nowhere near true macro distances. It was more of an attempt to lure less knowledgeable buyers, much like cramping more, cramming more megapixels into a compact camera and saying it's somehow better because of it. So if you are used to Canon and Nikon macro lenses that are generally capable of one-to-one -one magnification, make sure you check the specifications of a Sigma macro lens before purchasing it to avoid any unpleasant surprises. Fisheye, both diagonal and circular. I'm sure not much explanation is needed in this case. Fisheye lenses provide a very wide angle of view, 180 degrees is not uncommon, with distinctive and strong distortion. Diagonal fisheye lenses cover the whole frame, whilst circular lenses produce a circular image within the frame. And then we have the Sigma lens sample. So time to analyze the name of an actual lens. And my pick this time is the 120-300 F2.8 DGOS HSM S lens. Recent Sigma lens names have been quite short. And officially, this lens is simply called the Sigma 120-300 F2.8 DGOS HSM. As you can see, it is a telephoto zoom lens with a focal range of 120-300 and a wide maximum aperture of f2.8 throughout. 
DG means it's designed with full-frame cameras in mind, so can be used on such bodies as the Nikon D800 or Canon's 5D Mark III. Obviously, you need an appropriate mount version for either system. The lens has Sigma's ring-type ultrasonic autofocus motor, HSM, and optical image stabilization, OS. The lens belongs to the Sport product line, which is the S designation. Digging further in the description, we can see that it features SLD and FLD glass elements to counter chromatic aberrations and improve sharpness, and is made of thermally stable composite. There are no separate abbreviations for it, but the lens also incorporates some dust and water protection, and the filter thread is a massive 105 millimeters in size. Next, let's look at Tamron lenses to wrap up today's episode. Tamron is a Japanese company manufacturing photographic lenses, optical components, and commercial industrial use optics. Tamron headquarters is located in Satama City in the Satama Prefecture of Japan. The name of the company came from the surname of Obiu Tamuru, who was instrumental in developing Tamron's optical technologies. It was only on the company's 20th anniversary that the name was changed to Tamron from Tazi Optical. List of Tamron lens designations. SP is super performance. They're professional grade lenses. DI means digitally integrated, featuring coatings optimized for digital SLRs, but still usable on a 24 by 36 sensor, 35 millimeter full or double frame. DI2 lenses for APS-C size sensors only. DI3 lenses for compact system cameras. ZL means zoom lock. And then for their optical technology, they have ASL, which is hybrid spherical elements, GM, which is glass molded spherical elements, XGM, which is expanded glass molded spherical elements, LD is low dispersion elements, XLD is extra low dispersion elements, XR is extra refractive index lens, UXR is ultra extra refractive index glass, AD is anomalous dispersion elements, LAH is LD plus ASL hybrid lens elements. ADH is AD plus ASL hybrid lens elements. HID is high index, high dispersion glass. IF is internal focusing. And then for their coating technology, they have BBAR, which is broadband anti-reflective coating. BBARG2, broadband anti-reflective generation 2 coating. E-band, which is a nanostructured extended band with an angular dependency coating. AX is anti-reflection expand coating. FLR is fluorine compensation technology. Autofocus electronic technology, the VC stands for vibration compensation or their in-lens image stabilization. Mounts for camera systems with in-body image stabilization typically don't feature VS in, or VC in the lenses. In this case, the lens does not carry the VC designation for that particular mount. USD is ultrasonic silent drive. AF lenses with this designation typically no longer carry the AF designation. PZD is piezo drive. AF lenses with this design typically no longer carry the AF designation. HLD, high low torque modulated drive. AF lenses with this designation typically no longer carry the AF designation. The RXD is Rapid Extra Silent Stepping Drive. VXD is Voice Coil Extreme Torque Drive. OSD is their Optimized Silent Drive. 
DC means DC electric motor. DSP is digital signal processor. MPU is microprocessing unit. DMPU is dual microprocessing unit. Their weather sealing technology uh, comes in MR, which is moisture resistant construction, and MP plus DR, which is moisture proof and dust resistant. All right, so this has been an extremely long episode. And like I said, I'm going to cover the other third party lenses in next week's part two. So make sure you tune in again next Thursday. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 237 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. I also want to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And I will see you all again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors.